With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, Kules. Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in the Spanish capital. It is Wednesday, and in today's episode, we'll be reviewing the Celta Vigo match last night very quickly. And I just have some news and notes about player transfers and the comings and goings here in Spain. First thing, quick community note. Uh, remember, if you are in Barcelona next week, May 21st weekend, we are having the meetup. So uh, hope to see you there at Canessa Beer Bar. And also we are going to the Real match. So if you are in Barcelona, come out and join us. Last night was... A yawn fest? I don't know. How would you describe last night's match? In our WhatsApp chat, we were talking, last night's match was the perfect match to do your house chores to, right? To have it in the background and kind of put your eye out there and see what's going on, but not really pay attention. I was really not on Twitter. I was doing something else on my laptop while chatting with our WhatsApp group and kind of watching the match with one eye. And there was some key takeaways that we want to take. The first thing is we are limping to the finish line here. I mean, can these players just concede ties for the end of the season and just go right to vacation? Because uh, before the first goal came, the the first 30 minutes were absolutely brutal. And that, you know, Xavi had to do a patchwork with the injuries and suspensions that we're having with this team at the end of the season. And again, last night, we just, you know, a mixture of possession and attack and, you know, there was definitely some highlights, but also taking into account the opponent, Celta. I, I really thought Celta were going to be a little bit stronger last night. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. But Celta's brutal, man. Their defense, uh, not very good with the appearance of Jason Murillo coming back, former Barca player, which is pretty crazy uh, to remember him as a Barca player. But let's go into the, the first thing. Obviously, Memphis scored a goal last night, and Aubameyang had two, and also Dembele had two assists. And with those two assists... Dembele is now the La Liga leader in assists with 13, which is pretty impressive considering where he started at the beginning of the season. You know, 
the attacks were fine. You know, I, as I texted in our WhatsApp group, I said, we did it. I don't know how, but we did it. We scored a goal. <laughs> because that's how it just felt through the match, where it was just herky-jerky, not really fluid possession. And, I mean, this is understandable. We were with a patchwork of, of players playing last night in positions that we normally don't see. At times, for example, Jordi Alba was in the midfield and... You know, it's this is what's going to happen. We were lucky to get the points. Thank God the early goal came because that gave us confidence where Celta just kind of packed up and left, essentially. I mean, they had some moments there, especially at the beginning where Rahu had a bad pass and Aspas uh, had a chance but fluffed it. And again, Aspas did eventually score because he always scores against us. He always does. He either has a super golazo or he just has a, a normal goal, but he always scores against us and he did not disappoint because he did score last night. And, again, uh, I don't know really much what you want to talk, take away. There's nothing that we can extrapolate for next season, really. There's not a strategy. There isn't a tactic. There really isn't a player rating to highlight from last night. I mean, it's just almost kind of preseason-esque uh, of what's going on with these last two matches. We are definitely limping, and these players are so ready for vacation. You know, today in the news show, the sports show, I was watching on Deportes Cuatro. You know, they were highlighting Chavi about how he's frustrated and more importantly, just trying to get the last ounce of energy out of this team for these last two to three matches. And it's a tough go. You know, it doesn't matter who the coach is, you know, when you are secure as we are in second place in the Champions League right now and we're not really fighting for anything else. These players have had one of the longest seasons that I can remember, you know, with the coaching changes, with just everything that's been happening, with the fighting that's been going on from, you know, the battling of trying to get into fourth place, which we eventually have done. But again, the pressures and then ultimately, you know, the ecstasy of the El Clasico and then getting knocked out in Europa League. So it's just been a roller coaster of a season, more than I can remember in a long, long time. Maybe, you know, maybe in the under the Frank Reichardt era. But again, it's these players are just exhausted and ready to go. As I said in the last episode, they're ready for the, uh, you know, for the boats. You know, they're ready to, to go dock up in the Mediterranean, go to Ibiza or Mallorca or Menorca and just rent the boats and just enjoy their vacation because they do deserve this time off to recover and get ready for the new season. It's going to be a new season and we're going to start fresh under Xavi. Couple other things I want to note is Arahu. You know, Arahu suffered an injury last night, and I, it is one of those things that I get so upset about here because the concussion protocol or lack of is still considered here as a weak injury, and I just don't get it. We have seen in NFL and other sports in the US where concussions are taken serious because there is science to back up how serious this is. And with Arahu's injury last night, at first glance, it did not look like anything major. I mean, I'm sure we've seen stronger head collisions than what happened last night. But again, with the brain, with concussions, it affects everyone so differently, you know? For whatever reason, the collision last night for Arahu, just the way it hit his brain. Again, a concussion is really the swiveling of the brain and the liquid of your skull. I mean, so depending on what happens or how it hits, you know, for, for Rahu last night, it hit perfectly where he got up, started running, and then collapsed. And he completely uh, fainted. Thank God the players now have the awareness to roll the player over to the side, 
get the tongue out just in case. And especially after what happened to to Christian Eriksen during the Europa or the Euro 2020, players are just more aware of this idea of players fainting and what is the protocol to do. But again, you saw the fiasco. And on the commentating too, they, they said, oh, I, I didn't see anything that was major. And again, with concussions, you have no way of judging, right? You have no way of judging. And as we were talking in our WhatsApp group today and discussing, we don't want to see a Rahu for the rest of the season. Just let him go. I know we are really thin you know, on the roster, but to me, this is a no-win situation. I know that a Rahu wants to play, and I know that Chavi's going to ask him and say, Ronnie, are you ready to go? And he's going to say, yes, mister, right? Because that is what a Rahu does. But you need to take the decision out of his hands. I mean, he had to go to the hospital. He full-on fainted last night. And to me, the risk is not worth it right now. There's two games at the end of the season, and just let him go. Just let him rest and just let's go. And let's patchwork these last two matches with a roster of fringe players that deserve chances so we can highlight them, but also just do not risk it. I mean, the worst thing that can happen is Orahu comes back sooner than he expected and something else happens on the field again. As we know in concussion injuries, if you have something happen you know, very quickly, you have a higher chance of getting further concussions. And again, Orahu's the future of our team. Just be safe. I want to be conservative here and not risk it. I understand he will want to play because that is Orahu's nature. The other thing we have is suspended players for next match. Just to add on to these fringe players that are going to be needed to play against Hitafe, Frankie DeYoung, Eric Garcia, Jordi Alba, all got yellow cards. So now they are going to be suspended, which is crazy because I was reading too today. This idea that it should just be wiped clean for these last two matches, like we, there's no need, you know. But I understand there isn't a title race now, but there could be next year, for example. And these bookings are going to be important, so I get that. It's just funny now, you know. There should be kind of maybe a flexible system, you know, when there's no title race, maybe to just let these players play. But again, uh, Eric Garcia, I'm still worried about uh, for the next season. He, for me, needs to improve heavily, heavily. On his defensive IQ. I mean, I think he's still lacking on that. And out with injury for next match is PK, Sergio Des, Sergio Roberto Pedri, and of course, Nico Gonzalez. So again, as you can see, we're going to be very thin with the last away match in Hitafe, which means players like Mingesa, Langley, Ricky Puj, Umtiti are going to get chances uh, to help the team to get three points in Madrid. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what kind of interesting, weird lineup Xavi can come up with the next match. And yeah, it's going to be... Whew, this guy. <laughs> if you thought uh, Tuesday night's match was a match to do chores, man, uh, this weekend's match is going to be like for painting the house, you know, if you have a house to be painted. <laughs> anyway, a couple last things I want to highlight is Dembele's performance. Again, Dem last night's performance is the type of performance where you see Dembele and you say, yes, this is a player that needs to be in the future of Barcelona, but you have to take the whole hole. And this is my question. Now that he has scored 13, or he has 13 assists in total in leading La Liga, is that a good enough statistic for you to re-sign Dembele for next year? I'm still on the fence because this is the culmination of one season that finally came together. And as we've seen in the previous season, he hasn't even come close to this type of performance. Now, I'm usually an optimist, but as we have discussed 
before and the rest of the season. I just don't think he's worth the price. I think we need to get more goals out of that right wing position to pay someone a high salary that Dembele is asking. That's just my opinion. I think we need to part ways with Dembele. I think we need to go with Fran Torres on the right, especially if Antu Fati's uh, healthy on the left. And that could lead to my next thing. What's the deal with Ferran Torres? Because, again, he has not scored a goal since the Clasico. In the last eight matches, he has one assist. One assist. And goals and assists are the metric we measure attacking players. And this kind of goes back circle around to Dembele. You know, Dembele has 13, yes, but I still want more. You know, I need more goals from Dembele. And, yes, 13 assists is an incredible statistic for Dembele, considering what he, you know, has been through this whole season. You know, there was a moment in January where he was literally out the door, and we weren't sure if we were going to see him in a Barca uniform. But, again, I'm just confused of what's going on with Ferran Torres. I don't know if he's just lacking confidence if he's not getting enough service, if they're not looking for him. But I want him to be hungry, and I don't see that. And I see the other things that he does, you know, pressing and all the little things, but I just don't see the other players really looking for him, and he's really not taking those shots. And, I, again, I don't know if it's a lack of confidence. Maybe he also needs a vacation because he hasn't, he hasn't missed a start, essentially. And this is the first time he's playing so conse- consecutively. Uh, throughout his, you know, his early career, you know, at Man City, he was spot starting, you know, with all the amount of matches that they had and coming in as a sub. So, again, I'm curious to see if Fran Torres can get off this night, this, the rest of the season. I want him to score at least two more goals to finish off the season. I think that's a, that is a goal that he should have, you know. Again, he's had a, a decent season for us coming in in at the midway point and, you know, obviously getting a, a golasso in the Classico, which we'll, we will highlight as the highlight for this season. But again, you know, with this idea that we're not going to be able to sign players, because that's going to go into my next thing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Chavi today in the press conference, or last night in the press conference, basically said that Barca has no money. So the dream of having all these extra players, these high-priced players, you better get them out of your head, as Chavi said last night. And so, again, we're not going to be able to replace a right winger, Ferran Torres, with a super high-priced player. So we really need to focus on developing him, and more importantly, he needs to get that confidence to get that scoring. Again, Chavi last night reiterated last night in the press conference that Kules need to get the high-priced players out of their head because they were asking about Holland last night because it's official now basically that Holland's going to Man City, and Chavi commented about you know yeah that's too bad because we weren't able to afford him we weren't able to get him uh, to even talk about contracts right because we just can't afford him, and so that goes to my. This idea of what we need to do this offseason, you know, this offseason is super important 
because we need to get positive players from the transfer market, whatever that is. We need to get positive players going forward. I would obviously, you know, my feelings, trying to get a cheap La Liga player, youth, and get a cheap transfer. You know, last night, Javi Galan played. I, I forgot he was playing, so I didn't get to really pay attention to him as much. But I think he would be a good option, especially at that price point. But again, who knows? Because we have no transparency of what is really allowed or what is our budget to get players. And it all depends, too, on, you know, selling some players. Now, the word also came out that Aston Villa uh, are going to buy, or actually they came into an agreement to get Coutinho for 20 mil. Man, that is just such a loss on so many on so many levels. But I'm just glad that he's going to go and we can get him off the books. So that is a huge sigh of relief. We had to take a loss, but that's that's how it goes. Now we have to be smarter with these transactions. This is a huge transfer market coming this off season. We have to bolster the defense. And we have to be smart with the money. We cannot just splurge and be careless with these transfers. I really hope that Chavi's been using, you know, the data analytics that is available to them to really scout La Liga or other players, because that's where the race is going to be won. Now, like I said, Holland is going officially to Man City. Good for him. He'll definitely add the be the strong number nine that they, you know, they've needed uh, for a couple seasons now. You know, he would have been a difference maker, I believe, against Real Madrid because with all the playmaking they have behind the number nine spot, you just need a number nine just to hammer those balls home, and Holland can't do that. So I think he will ultimately have success. I'm just curious to see if he can be injury-free playing in the Premier League or, you know, play a lot of matches and just to see how he, you know, with all this pressure of being one of the highest priced players to see how he handles that. I mean, obviously, I would have wished he came to La Liga because we were hoping for Mbappe Holland to come in to be the new superstars of La Liga. So we'll see what happens, how he handles the EPL and that pressure over there. Another news coming out of Madrid is Rudiger, 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 Rudy. Rudiger from uh, Chelsea is heading to Madrid. That's a good sign for them. I like him. I think he has a lot of tenacity, so he's going to be lined up with Alaba. I think that's a great duo. That's going to be that's going to be a duo to be their anchor on defense for the next four seasons at least, and that's going to be a difficult duo to break. So you have the spine now, you know, of Courtois, who to me has had the best season of any goalkeeper in Europe, and now you'll have Alaba and Rudiger. I mean, that's that's quite the battery as we like to say, right? The center backs and the goalkeeper. It's going to make it tough for any defense, and especially a defense, you know, uh, they're going to be ruthless, man. They're going to have enough speed. They're going to be able to win balls in the air. Rudiger has that kind of tenacity as a leadership where Alaba is a bit more passive, and I think they'll combine very well together, and we'll see what happens. And again, like I said, it is so important that we get some depth in our in our fullbacks, and I really hope we go over some bargain transfers, right? Because we just need to bridge the gap from this offseason to the next season, right? We need to, like I said, get a fast start, be healthy, and have these players you know, running at optimal volume with Pedri and Ansu Fati starting off together on game one of La Liga. That's all I have for you. Last thing really quick before I sign off. Today is done. Andres 
Iniesta's birthday. One of my favorite players of all time. So I just wanted to wish him a feliz cumpleaños. Don Iniesta, Iniesta de mi vida. Go on and on and on, baby. Like, he's still playing in Japan. And, man, you know, you know my favorite memories of Iniesta is obviously Chelsea, I would say, is number one. World Cup, number two. Classico goal from Neymar Pass, number three. I would say those are my top three moments. But the Chelsea one is one of those memories that I'll never forget. I was at home watching that match at my parents' house. And I remember I did the Chelsea tour and I asked the Chelsea guy and I said, where, um, where's the corner where, uh, where Iniesta celebrated the goal? And he's like, oh, you're a Barca fan. I said, yep. And he said, oh, and then he asked the crowd, how many of you are not Chelsea fans? And 80% were not. <laughs> and I'll never forget that. <laughs> anyway, my favorite Iniesta memory, obviously number two, the World Cup, because that was, oh my God, that was such a great moment too, before I moved here to Spain. And, of course, uh, the classical goal, that upper 90, that was just so beautiful. I mean, just the passing and the finish was so epic. So, Iniesta, happy birthday. Hope you're having a great time in Japan eating all that sushi. For everyone else, uh, we'll have another episode on Friday with the Barca Talk Cafe. Hopefully, Mariana Guzman will be joining me. She's been battling some health issues, so hopefully she'll be fine now to record so I would love to get her input on these last matches and the Champions League final for the Femini. Everyone have a good day. We'll talk to you on Friday. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.